it's always better uh, to be in control and to sell by yourself to then let someone else uh, selling uh, you product. A short tip, if, if I see someone that is in the decision process is not asking me the price, I may not have done something good. Make a batch of 15 days, that's, that's it. 15 days is way more than enough, you know. And during those 15 days, arrange a call with those users, all right? If they say no directly, it means that they're not interested. Welcome to the Revenue Discussion Podcast. This podcast aims to inspire and educate the newest generation of revenue leaders on various subjects related to sales, marketing, revenue operations, and customer success. Every week, we invite an inspirational guest who is willing to share his or her insights, strategies, and tactics that has worked or are still working for him or her. Today, we invited Joan Schmitz to the show. If you don't know who he is, he has been for more than 15 years in sales now. Um, he has been holding sales and sales leadership positions in a couple of startups and scale-ups that you might know, such as Odoo, Effluence, and Gymlib. And recently, Joan went all in to help B2B tech startups to scale their sales engine. Today, he shared with us his biggest learnings when it comes to do sales in a startup environment. Enjoy the episode. Hello, Joan, and welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hey, very good, thanks. Thanks for hosting me, eventually. Well, thanks. No, thank you, thank you. Awesome. Now, Joan, you have been in sales for, uh, for a good 15 years now. Yes. Um, and so, before you tell the, the audience more about you and what you've done and where you are now, I got a first question for you. How did you end up in sales and why did you choose to stay in it? <laughs> so it's, it's uh, quite accidentally, uh, really, you know, uh, get the, let's put it this way. You know, I had um, a taste of, of, of it during my studies um, where I did um, sell um, different kind of stuff, you know, and I, and I really liked it. Um, I used to sell, you know, um, like uh, um, uh, child's um, uh, uh, play goods, right? Uh, uh, I used to used to sell also some bicycles and, and different stuff. And um, at the end of the study, really at that time, I really thought, you know, I'm going to go to the the traditional way, the traditional path, where you you know uh, either end up in consulting or in FMCG. And I started to um, look for the, those jobs. You know, I then I was contacted by some headhunters, you know, they all jumped to, to uh, my profile because, because obviously, you know, you studied, you graduated from, um, from uh, you know, any kind of um, business schools and you speak several languages, mm -hmm. you know, um, and all of them say, you know, you want to have FMCG, whatever, you know, okay, I'm going to find you a job and whatever, you know. And then there is one headhunter and I'm still in really good contact with him who said, with all your respect, I don't see any kind of stuff on your CV uh, which is related to FMCG. And I said, you know, that's true, but I, I want to do that, you know. And then he said, uh, but, and also, what do you want to do? And I said, marketing, you know, because uh, sales is not a hype, you know, and still not a hype for people who graduate. So you wanted to do marketing and not sales at first. Uh, exactly. You know, exactly. Because I had okay. some uh, really cool, I, I, I really, I really, by the way, I really like and, and, and love both, but it's still very, very different. Um, and um, 
And um, and then he said, now why do you want to do marketing? And I said, you know, I had some cool courses and so on. But he told me that directly, I cannot sell you. <laughs> I can't sell you as a marketing person. And I see as a salesperson. I said, okay, I don't know. You just graduated. I don't know. You know, I did some sales. It was good. You know, and then, and then um, he decided by himself <laughs> to uh, to send my CV to. Um, so to open ERP, so uh, Odoo at that, uh, Odoo now nowadays. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, and then that is so how we, it all started, right? And um, and why did I did, did, uh, do I stay there? I always say it's a love and hate job, uh, but it, it gives you <laughs> it gives you. I think everyone of... can agree with that stance. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a love and hate job. Exactly. Uh, it gives you a lot of um, a lot of lot of um, uh, adrenaline, right? Uh, it's 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 really it's like uh, playing poker. It's like uh, it's like uh, racing as well. You know, it gives you a lot a lot of adrenaline and um, and I love to be in motion. And 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 I think um, in in a sales world, you you more than ever emotion. Uh, I like also meeting people, obviously. Um, so yeah, uh, in a nutshell, I'm passionate by by people, and I'm, 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 I'm by the behaviors as well, and I'm passionate by um, sales also as as, as a process uh, mm -hmm. and strategy. So it it all does make sense. It it does combine it all. No, that's I mean I I totally agree, and I understand what you say there. It is it is a people job, but you still have to understand business value, business understanding. Think of strategy, think of tactics, and it's kind of uh, combining all of that. So yeah. uh, I get it. So, all right. So can you maybe give now the, the audience a little background about yourself? I mean, you did it already a little bit, but can maybe elaborate on it and then also explain them what you do today um, yeah. and especially also with Sales Rise. Yeah. So, yeah, in, um, in a nutshell, uh, I've been in sales for 15 years. So um, uh, obviously starting my career as a sales um, Know, account executive and then uh, moved uh, to um, head of sales in, in different um, different companies um, all of them um, were in the tech industry so Odoo, uh, Jim Leap, uh, Influence, um, backed by, by Hossein, whatever and all of them were either SME who then been bought by uh, major uh, companies right or um, startups that became um, huge scale-ups, or I mean, although is not more, is not a scale-up anymore. So yeah, yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I I know what you mean. So and and that path really also fascinated me. You know that kind of you know speed that you find in the in the in the, the startup and the SME mm. world, um, where you have extra some, adrenaline. Sorry, yeah, exactly, exactly. And your motion as well, you know, it goes very, very fast and I really like it. Uh, I'm not um, a guy who could work in a, in a company that is, that is stuck with process and, and that is very slow. Mm. That's, that's not for me, but that's, that's very subjective, of course. Um, and, and, and I'm really also, you know, passionate by, as I said, by people and by um, founders of companies that are passionate by their products. Not specifically, you know, salespeople, engineers, from uh, IT guys, or, or, or consulting, and they have a really uh, a clear vision, you know, that are that are really passionate about what they're doing, you know, uh, mm -hmm. but they're missing something. 
they don't like sales, they don't like uh, the, the process around sales, or they don't know how to do that, they don't know how to, to, to manage uh, salespeople and so on. And really the, the, the mission today uh, for SalesRise is to help non-sales founders that are in the B2B tech industry mm-hmm. to scale their business and to become the, 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 the to conquer their, their niche, right? That's really All right. Okay, no, makes sense. So yeah, you, you founded SalesRise, I think about nine months ago with, yeah. uh, with the ambition to help startup scale-ups that are in a B2B tech space. Yeah. And so my first question that pops up is when you enter a new startup, a new scale-up, mm-hmm. what is like the biggest thing that you see? All right, I will have to work on this because that's really what's stuck in the sales process here. The many challenges. So you you mean the the main challenge that they face that that their founders facing or yeah the the, the main sales yeah. challenge or the main yeah. yeah challenge in general to to really boost it's, revenue. It okay. It really first of all it really depends on the maturity of the company. Okay, company making one million uh, euros is, is is has very different challenges from uh, ten million euros. And by the way, there is a very interesting uh, uh, scheme that, that's, that summarizes the different stages of the growth of, of startups that is done by Aaron Ross, uh, the, the VP of, of, of Salesforce. I can share it with you. That really explains, you know, uh, when you do a, a first, you know, uh, raise fund of 200K, it's like uh, friends and family, you have no product market fit, and then it goes, you know, for each stage, you have different challenges. Anyways, what I find a uh, typical, I would say, challenge is for companies that are between startup and scale-ups, okay? Mm-hmm. They acquire the uh, first, let's say, depending on the industry, but uh, 30, 50 clients, right? They're doing roughly uh, 50K as MRR, right? Uh, monthly mm-hmm. recurring revenue. Um, and they all got these clients, you know, either uh, word of mouth or um, uh, by a little bit of marketing, you know. But at, at some point, they say what they they, they they don't know how to replicate that. That's one oh, of the okay. biggest challenges. The second challenge is that they don't know and they don't want to do that as well as a founder. Um, how to uh, manage um, a sales team and how to uh, manage the revenue curve. Okay. And that's when you come in. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So tell us maybe a little bit about, you know, if you enter a startup, a scale-up, I suppose they still have to, you know, they, they, they are there because they have done some stuff, but yeah. there are no really systems or process in place. And I know that, you know, sales cycle management is one of a, of a hot topic yeah. uh, and also one of your strengths, I think. So maybe can you explain a little bit about, you know, how do you look at it when you enter a startup scale up? Yeah. And, and maybe before that, um, you know, uh, basically we help, uh, you know, those startups on two aspects um, on the process. So the strategy, the go-to-markets, right? Um, that's one possibility or the coaching, right? The coaching aspect is really, you know, the sales team uh, coaching and so on, right? 
The sales cycle is a really interesting topic because it's a mix of both. Basically, you know, a sales team is like a chess team, right? Uh, chess, uh, chess game. Sorry. <laughs> uh, if you if you have the, the right pieces at the right the right place, um, with the right strategy, normally um, uh, you you will win the game, right? So it's really a mix mm -hmm. of, of of process. Uh, you have the strategy, and then the pieces are really the the, the players, you know. Uh, and it all comes back right. to selecting, of course, the right players and having the right people in the right place. That's really important. Um, so when it comes to the, um, the pipeline, the sales pipeline, you, first of all, you really have to look at basic stuff, like what is your ICP? Okay. What offer, or maybe first of all, what are you USP? Really dig into that, understand them. Okay. Really clearly. Like uh, Odoo is a really good example, you know, you know, it's, it's the only ERP in, I would say in the world where you have a really modular approach, which means mm -hmm. that any SME, you know, can grow step by step. And that's a really strong USP because when you compare it to Odoo to uh, SAP, uh, Salesforce, this is not the case. Mm -hmm. Right. So then just to give you an example for very strong uh, USP that I find important, for example, for their core target, which is SME. I know they're doing a major account, but but uh, for SME, for sure. So first of all, look at, look at the USP, your strength, compare it to your competitors on your market and define from there, of course, your uh, ideal customer profile and the different exercises. Built, okay. Once you have that, then you have to think about the buyer journey, right? That's really typical, right? Um, and, and from there, you can define afterwards your sales process. How does it okay. work? Right? How long does it, does it, does it uh, make it so? Right? Um, do you want to give some more details uh, about the sales process? How it is work? Yeah, or, definitely. Or? Okay. okay, go ahead. Yeah, so if we take, um, again, this is a general example, but, but it applies to a lot of SaaS examples, right? Uh, just to give you an example. So... Um, they typically three steps, right? Uh, the first step is really, you know, about discovering uh, their needs, whether it's inbound or outbound. Of course, if it's an inbound lead, then it, it might go uh, faster, you know. Um, mm -hmm. The discovery phases where you um, have to, as a salesperson, identify what is the bands. And that is really the challenge, right? And in the bands, uh, the budget, the authority, the need, and the timing, right? Um, mm -hmm. For me, the most important aspect in the band is the need. If you have no need or you didn't create a need, that's something different, you cannot sell. It's impossible. Do you also sometimes look at uh, other uh, qualification uh, methodologies? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I, I look at those as well, you know, the Scotsman uh, qualification uh, uh, stuff, you know, but from from um, and the spin as well and, and and again the for me the most important is not the type of methodology that you use okay but really to have one to stick to that and that is really clear in the in in your uh, in your CRM right uh, that All you right. respect that that's the most important it's like with tools uh, there are plenty of tools on the markets it's not the most important is not <laughs> the tool which is. one. Yeah, but it is, it is important, and, yeah. but there are lots of good tools, you know, it's like uh, choosing with a Volkswagen and a, and a BMW. I think they're 
Both good cars. <laughs> I know people that can uh, argument uh, for hours on that, but uh, of yeah, course, no, I, I, and I'm of course, but I mean, I mean, just give you two example. Okay, HubSpot and and and, and Pine Drive are good, uh, both good good CRM. There's nothing to say, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is really the, the first step, the discovery. Uh, where you identify the bands, you know, and in that phase, you are in control as well, right? Which means that you have a process where you're going to ask open questions, of course, you know. And um, what I recommend also to do before the call is to have different actions. Um, so, uh, send by email a type form, okay. a qualification form, right? Or type form or whatever tool, whatever you want to use, right? Mm-hmm. So that you can have a even more uh, quality uh, uh, meeting with your prospects uh, uh, during that first, uh, um, I would say, uh, qualification phase. Okay. So what, so what do you ask them in the type form? Do you really go into their pain, their challenges, their needs, or more into the situation in which they, you know, they are active? So yeah, first of all, what is inter- in, in, interesting to to notice that uh, by sending a, a, a qualification form. Um, it is often seen as less intrusive than uh, asking questions, you know, uh, a lot of questions, you know, by uh, orally, you sometimes... Face to face, okay. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, and th- that's the first thing. Second, fling, second thing, it saves you time. And also, third thing, and maybe the most important, it gives you clearly an indication on the commitments of your customer. Mm. From the very start... That's a good one. Yeah, from the very start of you of your sales journey. Okay, um, and what what kind of question you ask? Um, um, really, you know, um, first of all, you know, um, uh, what what do they expect of the meeting? Okay, where do you want to be in three months? Okay, mm-hmm. um, what what indeed? What are the challenges also? And 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 what kind of solution do they want to have? Like, right. Uh, and then a bit more general questions like, okay, uh, how many users potentially would use the solutions, um, and so on, right? But but the, the most important uh, questions here are more related to the needs because the others, seriously, you can find out quite quite easily. Mm-hmm. You on LinkedIn, you can find the number of, of people that are working in the company and potentially the number of users. That's not the right. most important. No. I think that's also general advice, right? Don't Don't ask questions that you can find online or... You know, no, else. otherwise those are a stupid question and didn't do your homework. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Stupid question doesn't exist, but you can still do your homework. That's, uh, that's exactly something. Exactly. So, but getting back to you know the the this this sales uh, cycle and the journey, right? Um, I think for the SDR team, once they have um, set up the the meeting, it is really important in the process already to explain that. Uh, they will the, the clients the, the prospectory will receive a qualification form that will enable to improve the quality of the first meeting. Okay. So turn it positively. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's important, I think, because sometimes people might be skeptical about you know providing providing more information, but if you if you put it in a in a context like that, I can imagine yeah. it can help. Exactly. Again, if you if you if the SDR did already all those information, you know that's fine. But it's not always the case. From my experience, 
uh, as they are, and especially when they're younger and they started, they uh, tend to focus on simply scheduling meetings, scheduling meetings, which totally makes sense huh? uh, if, if it's the right strategy. Um, and they need to, to have some experience to really get the, the whole, uh, the whole, you know, uh, situation, the whole information about the, mm -hmm. the prospect. So we'll say it's a really three steps. Um, the, the, the qualification meeting, the demo slash free trial, and then afterwards the presentation of the offer. Okay. Okay. Um, as I said, for every step, you need to fulfill certain conditions in order for your customer to uh, benefit uh, uh, from, 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 for example, uh, a, a, a demo or an offer. Uh, you, you deserve, I mean, what I mean is that okay. your customer deserve uh, an offer or demo on certain conditions. You don't okay, give it okay. like this. It's a question of commitment. All right, so what do you, do, what do you then expect? Um to get from from the customer before you can move forward yeah okay so first step qualification i think that's kind of clear once the band is there uh, we can call it uh, a sales qualified lease okay it's mm -hmm. really qualified okay pretty clear generally the first step you have on, on during the meeting you have some people from the operational side which does totally make sense you don't have uh, a, a budget owner there at this stage for the second step, which is the demo, you need to deserve the demo. It, it, it requires a lot of time. Again, yeah, as a salesperson, you need to explain to your client that you're going to make something really personalized. Okay? Well, it's, it's funny you say that because recently I, I posted something on LinkedIn. It was, uh, it was a discussion from two revenue leaders. The one said, you have to do a proper qualification before you can give a demo. And then on the other hand, you had someone that was actually... Uh, also a revenue leader, but then in the position of a buyer, she requested a demo, but the sales pushed her to get first into a discovery call to really qualify her before she could get the demo. But that really got her frustrated. So I'm kind of curious now on your opinion about <laughs> that, because do you then sometimes don't do what the buyer would like to get because you think that it's better to, to qualify? Or do you say, no, still try to be flexible in a way give a demo but also try to qualify in a certain way how do you how do you um, there are always exceptions you know um and um i tend to be very flexible because um uh, as we discussed earlier it's it's first of all all a question of trust okay you can sell mm -hmm. something without having process but um, um but being trusted by the other partner that's possible, but the other way around is not possible. Okay. Okay. And that's a hard one because it really depends on the position of the comp of the, the person. If it's a buyer, right? Really, a purchase person, I could understand. I could make an exception and say, you know what? Let's jump to the demo because I know that you are a budget owner and that you uh, are not interested by being qualified mm -hmm. because. You have other expectation. It's another. It's another persona, right? Uh, uh, as I said, the qualification that I was doing there, I was doing it with some people from the operational, not a budget owner, right? Okay. And I kind of totally understand that uh, a purchase uh, person uh, gets really frustrated if we start asking a lot of questions, and where she said, you know, if I'm there, 
into brackets is that I'm interested. That's the message behind. And mm -hmm. that's really makes sense as well, you know. So yeah. you need to be, as you, as you said, my, my answer would be, you need to be flexible in a way. But again, the there's still a process because uh, you kind of adapt the process to the person that you have in front of you or the position of the person. And that's indeed uh, in the case, right? Yeah, but I think it's, it's, uh, it's important to mention it that yes, you want to have kind of a system, a process, a methodology in place, but you still have to be able to kind of play with it, to be flexible in a way, because at the end, sales is a human-to-human -human interaction. It's not. Yeah. It's never always going to be exactly the same, right? It's always going to be, I mean, there, there, there are going to be subtle differences, sometimes more extreme than others, but I think that's important to, to kind of, yeah, be able to play with it and have that flexibility into place. Uh, absolutely, but there is always a tendency, right? It's like when right. you play cards, right? Uh, <laughs> and you play you're playing poker, poker, right? You 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 have two type of players: the ones that uh, uh, play whatever uh, cards they have, and they don't complain. You know, it's like uh, you know, I bet like so, I don't care. I'm just playing, you know, and I'm and I'm and I'm I'm gonna bluff, right? And and those kind of people, generally speaking, if they are wise, they tend on the long term to win the games, right? Mm -hmm. And the others, they blaming the back luck, and they say, you know, uh, I had I had no good card, so I didn't play. Mm -hmm. The more shots you take, the more the the the, the uh, pro the probability, the likeliness that you 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 win is is, is higher. So, in, in in that sense, I I still think you know, and I see that by data, of course, that um, on the long term uh, there is a tendency, you know, and mm -hmm. that you can you can. Uh, yeah, definitely. You can rely on it. I get that. All and right. so, getting back to your question, uh, moving to the um, the demo part, what you need to deserve that. Um, as I said, um, for me, the demo is really important to do that with a person who is involved in the decision. Let's assume, and it's really typical that in the first uh, in the first meeting, you didn't have someone as involved in the decision operational side normal the second step you need to to that people to be there and if there is no one from um, the company that is involved in that demo that gives you an indication about the maturity of the cycle hmm. um, and the commitment right um, and I have seen some salespeople I refuse to have the meeting unless they have that specific person on board. Okay. And again, it's up to you to be in control as a salesperson and to explain to the counterparts why should that person who should, uh, you know, a, a purchase, for example, a budget owner, um, might be the CEO or the marketing manager or whatever, you know, his boss or her boss, be there because then you as a salesperson, you take the responsibility to... Um, to, uh, of, of, of the deal and the projects, right? Mm -hmm. And that's a way to, to sell that meeting with the other person, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, so if someone says that, no, they, they are not ready or they don't want to you know, involve their, the, the, the final decision maker, you, you dare to say no then? Well, the question is, you know, if you tell me that to, to me, the question is, you know, I'm gonna be on new site. You know, I need to show that I'm on your side and we are friends, right? Okay. And now, first of all, I'm trying to understand, you know, okay, but 
explain me because you want to make this project happen, right? And you would say yes if you if you if you convince, right? Mm -hmm. Well, explain me how it works internally. How is the decision made and so on? You know, so we can we can uh, achieve to a solution together. Oh yeah. So I'll let you explain me how it works uh, and who needs to be on board. And then I will tell you simply, okay, but you told me that, uh, I don't know, your marketing manager, whoever it might be, need to be involved in the decision process. Then we need to, to get him on board. And I'm happy to either, you know, put you in copy, send him an email, have a call with him, or we do it together. You know, I give you the choice, but I still lead it in the conversation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, uh, otherwise you're going to be stuck. And I've seen deals like that, you know. You're talking with the same person again and again. And then uh, what happens, you never, never get close because uh, the person didn't have time to talk to this manager or whatever. Or he simply forgot or he talked about it but he didn't sell it well. And I'm saying it's always better uh, to be in control and to sell by yourself to then let someone else uh, selling uh, you products. Yeah, I think that's really uh, the key message here. Be in control. <laughs> exactly. So suppose you move now to the to the demo. Um, yeah. What is what are there then the conditions or the stuff that you really need in order to be able to move uh, to move forward? Okay, so uh, once you have during the demo the one of the decision maker, the marketing manager, for example, on board, um, the demo has a specific agenda. Okay, you need to tell a story. Okay, you prepare the demo, you prepare the story to tell. Right, mm -hmm. that's something different. Make analogy and so on. Right, um, the first thing I always recommend is to set up a framework. Right, an agenda and. You may, a stupid question that you may ask is simply, what are your expectations of this call today? Simply, you know, and by that, asking that question, normally you have everything. <laughs> 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 what are your expectations and why? Mm -hmm. And what is the most important for you? What, what is the outcome of the demo for you, right? Once you have that, so you have your time frame, you have someone you can really say, okay, you can still fine tune and focus on the most important stuff during the demo. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, doing the demo uh, again doesn't need to be long, right? But it needs to be impactful. Use images, you know. Uh, you can, you can. Uh, uh, I use a lot of analogy, you know. I, 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 uh, I just, uh, you know, uh, explained, uh, give an example with pokers playing cards, you know. Um, that kind of thing that people really understand and they memorize to do. So really remember that we have the same uh, memory today than a, a, a fish, right? <laughs> uh, we, we <laughs> seven seconds, right? That that's what Mark Zuckerberg said, right? Today we have a um, span to attention. Mm -hmm. A span to attention is seven seconds. So it's it's ridiculous. Wow. Well, if someone <laughs> is still here following the podcast uh, so far, then they are doing a great job. <laughs> you guys are not a fish. <laughs> but we we better than fishes, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, um, and there are really different phases in demo. So really, the first one is to, to set up the framework, and then you still tell the story, and then you kind of summarize and you lead again to the next steps. And so you need to know exactly what are next steps, all right? To explain to your client this is how it works in that company. And that reassures the, the, the customer as well, you know? 
It's like, you know, when I, um, I purchase, it's, it's a stupid example, but still, you know, when I purchase a flight ticket um, on any kind of platform, I expect the uh, platform to make the job, you know, to uh, arrange all payments for me, to uh, um, propose me, uh, to book an hotel, you know, for me. And really, you see that even in, in this particular case, in technology, even a B2C, they are in control. There is a process behind, you know, mm -hmm. and it's exactly the same. At the end of the demo, I always, you know, um, kind of, you know, leave a, a 10, min 10, 15 minutes uh, of small talk, you know, about, okay, right. Okay, first, of, the first question you may ask, very stupid is, is you know, did that, um, did that meet the expectations? Mm -hmm. Did the demo meet the expectations? Yes or no? Are you convinced by, by a solution? Yes or no? All right, okay. So getting back to you, 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 in the first, you know, phase, you, you set up the framework with expectation. He or she confirmed that it's, it's matching the expectations. And from there, all right, you say that you, 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 you convinced by the product. Okay. All right. So very naturally, they will normally ask, what is the pricing? How does that work? You know, all right. And you still have 10, 15 minutes. Do you really think in five minutes you can explain the pricing? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> you can give a range if you want, but I don't think you can really get, get, uh, get uh, deep into the pricing. And so at this stage, because they ask you, and that's very important, um, very uh, uh, short thing there, uh, short tip. If, if I see someone that is in the decision process is not asking me the price, I may not have done something good. Mm. Yeah, I may yeah. Have done that's, that's a good one. If they don't ask the price, it's perhaps because they are not really interested. Perhaps it didn't go as well as you expected. Mm -hmm. It's very objective, right? Right. Again, I'm talking about someone who is involved in the decision. Right? Mm -hmm. They must ask the price. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good one. And what? Yeah, exactly. Um, and one day, the assets, right? It gives you the opportunity to introduce the next step. All right, you're asking the pricing, okay? Today uh, can give you a range, you know, but that's going to be very, very, um, very uh, it's not going to be very precise and it's not going to be professional from my side mm -hmm. to give you a pricing like that, okay? I want to spend some time with you, not that much time some time with you to make you proper code and to present to it and that's the first step of course by the way never send a code by email <laughs> losing control so you set up a new call um, to discuss the quote sorry? so you set up a new yep. call absolutely okay absolutely absolutely and again if the counterpart is not ready to spend saying something you know if he's really something someone that is high level uh, i would say 15 minutes of his time to discuss a quote it means that either i didn't do my homework properly mm -hmm. he doesn't see the value so it's really the same right uh or uh he's not committed yeah which is the same <laughs> yeah no definitely but uh, okay because you make it also, I mean, you also request some additional time then from, from your prospect to go in that call. I get it because you, you request commitment, but 
sometimes a quote doesn't necessarily take that long, right? It, maybe you can go no. over the quote in, in 10 minutes. Is it then? Absolutely. But so you still recommend to really request that call? It, it, because it, it all depends. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. It all depends on the average yield size, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, if we're talking about a, a product that is, that is a, a value of, of, of uh, 10 euros per, per license per month, and then we're talking about a, a company who is uh, like uh, 10 people, okay, it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Make it, make it, make you deal your sales cycle in two weeks. Make it online. Right. <laughs> no, really, you know, that's, that's the way it is, right? Um, you need to, to also think about you, um, uh, the, the cost of sales is extremely important, right? Right. Uh, the cost of deal, right? But let's, let's say we're talking about typical MRS, uh, deal size of 1000 euros, 2000 euros, even from 600, 700 euros, mm -hmm. you know, uh, MRR, uh, that's uh, something that it's, that is worth, um, it's worth spending your time with the customer, especially when you know that the lifetime value is at least 12 months. Mm -hmm. That really already makes you know a deal of, of, of um, twelve thousand or twenty thousand uh, euros. So that's that's uh, that's already something, mm -hmm. right? Um, so again, as you said previously, there is no fixed rule. You can be flexible. But you still need to have some rules, you know, because what I see a lot is uh, salespeople spending either too much time on customers they will never buy and they're wasting the time, you know, and they desperately go for them because they just and, and actually it's very human because they they kind of hang out with them. They have a good relationship with them, mm -hmm. <laughs> but then they're, gonna, they're never going to buy because they're just in a position to do that. You know? I might be your friends, really good, you know, but, but we, we still stick in the process mm -hmm. and still in the deal, right? Or they are spending too much time with very small deals, right? Uh, where they just would have to move forward uh, and, uh, and uh, in, instead of... Uh, Instead of uh, uh, spending four months for a deal, uh, you just make it in, in two weeks or one month. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So again, for every type of of, of um, deal size and 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 and, um, and I would say uh, type of company, uh, SME or, or enterprise, you still should have a process. Mm -hmm. No, which is of course I totally agree. So when you think of a process, you always have to think of uh, of metrics, right? Because you want to optimize existing processes. So yeah. what are you know the typical data KPIs metrics that you always uh, keep an eye on? Yeah, and that's typically what the the investors looking at, right? Uh, the MRR, of course, the evaluation of the monthly recurring mm -hmm. revenue. That's one day. Uh, the APAC, uh, so the average deal size. Mm -hmm. Um, looking at as well, you know, the um, uh, lifetime value of, of a, a customer that is extremely important, mm -hmm. the churn rate. And the fifth is the, um, uh, the, 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 the costs of, 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 a, um, of, a, uh, of, of a deal. Um, can't remember the name exactly, but it, you know, uh, how much does uh, it cost you? Um, to to have oh, yeah. a, a lead and an essential and an eventually a deal, mm -hmm. right? 
that's important. Those five metrics are really, if they're all positive, your company is doing great. Okay. Right. Yeah. So those those um, metrics are more metrics at a at indeed at a, at a company at a business level, but you also have metrics that um, you know that can help to evaluate a sales rep, because it, yep. like you said in the beginning, it, you know, it, you have you have the the strategy, but you also have coaching, which is very important. But so I imagine yep. that when you go to you know you go start coaching, you have to to gather some data, some metrics also yeah. at, at individual level. So what what kind of metrics do you have there? So uh, the kind of metrics we're measuring is uh, typically, you know, the number of meeting or more precisely the number of um, SQL and QSO. Okay, SQL is sales qualified lead. I just explained mm -hmm. it. And QSO is a small difference. It's a qualified sales opportunity. The difference is that uh, uh, SQL um, is really, you know, is is a band without specific budget yet, right? And and, and the timing, but it's not precise yet okay? okay so it may be that um you have identified the authority that is involved in the in the um, decision process also uh, that there might be a need of course that that's really the sine qua non condition right um and then the difference with the sq uh, the qso sorry is that there is a defined budget that is defined um defined budgets within a, a specific time frame for example three months okay okay and that you have identified the uh, authorities, so the people involved there, and that you have already talked to them. Mm -hmm. And then there is a need, of course, you know. So those are two kind of metrics, you know. And then um, uh, from there, of course, we look at, okay, the number of proposals, of course. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then the number of, of deals that are closed, right? Um, and of course, and it's typically, you know, hotspots in Pipedrive, you know, you can have CRM. You can see or you can some uh, put also some probability win uh, for every uh, stage. Um, that is something also, of course, we, we look at right, um, and we adjust that with the time. Mm -hmm. right? uh, but as really, it all comes to you know, at the end, the activity of the people. You know, is there enough activity? And first of all, are we with the right targets? Right. Mm -hmm. um, if there is enough activity. Um, uh, are we doing well in every uh, deal? Are we in control of every deal? Mm -hmm. Do we know exactly what are the next steps uh, uh, and, 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 um, and how to move forward? Yeah, because... And if that's all positive... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that, that's also something I think is very important to investors, right? To have a, a right forecast of the deals that are going to close yeah. and I think being in control, having that systemized way of working, knowing what deal is where and which can close when is something that will help with the forecasting accuracy, which is ultimately, I mean, especially as a startup scale up that might be looking for extra funding, that's very important for them, right? Uh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Um, and, uh, and again, there, um, as I said previously, there is a way to systemize the and, and, and make it as objective as possible uh, your pipeline, right? Mm -hmm. um, not only, you know, the technique that I, I explained, like the bands or, or, or you know, uh, looking at uh, uh, spin methodology and so on is, is used, but also you can check, uh, you can put in place, you know, a um, ranking system. No? Okay. Um, uh, for example, you can uh, put some points, uh, give some points there, to a, a, uh, a marketing manager or someone who is on this decision 
who already made some actions. So for example, they opened five times the email mm. or six times the presentation, or they downloaded, you know, for example, a, um, a brochure. Uh, so um, a, a white book, mm. right? Um, so things like that, you know? So yeah, I think, I think that's, that also that's kind of the, the, the future of, I mean, that's maybe not even the future. That's kind of the, the times that we are living in nowadays is that you have those smart tech and sales tech that just provides so much visibility into what the the prospects are doing or are looking for or could be interested in and that can really help yeah. you in in uh, in anything that you do regarding the sales right exactly and that that's that all comes to sales enablement you know uh, today and a very interesting solution that enable you for example to analyze objectively uh, what is the impact of your calls uh, Mojo is one of them. Mm. Uh, Lexi is, is, is one of them. Uh, Gong, I think, in the United States, right? right? Uh, they exploded the market, if I'm not mistaken, right? <laughs> they are growing um, fast. But then you have a <laughs> going very, very fast, exactly. Then you have also um, tracking document system and centralizing document system uh, that enable you to um, accelerate and, 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 and improve um, your sales experience, like Showbat. Mm. We all know that, right? So, they started 10 years ago, you know, so they improved. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's lots, there's a lot of stuff going there, you know, but again, you need to master the basics, you know, and really master your sales cycle. And after I recommend, you know, to, well, for example, for ScaleUp, I, I, we, we're doing that right now to um, add those layer. And, and, and for example, they are implementing one of those tools that enable you to uh, track your call and, and to, to, um, understands what kind of words you need to use to improve the speech and so on you know but you don't do that unless you are mastering the mm -hmm. basics you know yeah you because know, I, I was also going to ask because you know in, in startups a lot still needs to be determined such as you know who is at the end the yeah. ideal customer what's the exact offering yeah. maybe you want to try different yeah. pricing schemes different processes so i suppose yeah. that as a startup and yeah, maybe not anymore as a scaler, but as especially as a startup, you still have to experiment with a lot of things. And so, yeah. because you now you, you you mentioned you know the sales cycles and how you can approach it, but is that a standard approach that you always I mean that that you always try out and it works, or do you still try to experiment a lot? You know how how important is experimentation in that phase of uh, of a business? No, again, um, so, um, I mean, again, you need to, we need to be precise there and define what is a startups and then what is a scale-ups and then uh, which level you are, right? But, but, but uh, let's take uh, an example of a startup that is, I mean, that is making less than 500,000 euros uh, um, uh, turnover, mm -hmm. okay? Um, let's put it that way. Of course, at that stage, uh, first of all, I wouldn't recommend to to implement that kind of tools. You know, it's it's not they're not mature enough, um, and they need to to as you said experiment a lot. How do you experiment a lot? Um, that's a hard one because there is no magic answer on that, right? Um, but um, uh, I can give some some tips. For example. One of the tips I, I always give and, and I try is to, to uh, once you identify your you buyer persona, for example, you're selling some uh, software to a marketing manager, um, write down systematically all the vocabulary, all the words that they are using, okay? okay. 
in order uh, to adapt your speech to that person. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, that's again, it might be boring in the first instance because you and, and you will put that for in a, in a playbook, right? right? That, that's pretty important to do as well. So you can use a, a notion or, or, or kick up or whatever. Um, but it, it helps you to to scale your speech. You know, it, 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 it doesn't it doesn't have an impact directly, but you will see the impact in the long term, right? Okay. Um, and also uh, other tips that I always give, you know, when you're starting uh, to you launch a new product and it's really uh, about being very lean, is to um, uh, simply asking for feedback orally, mm. not written, right? If you ask, uh, if you send a qualification from you ask of someone, are you ready to buy my, my product? They might say yes, okay? But at the end of the day, they will not do it, probably. <laughs> Especially when uh, they come from Belgium, to... right? <laughs> we... Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. You know, and you know, you don't have emotion, you don't have an exchange, and so on. It's way more interesting, I think, to uh, make a, what we call a, uh, a you know a study market, but it is really um, uh, qualitative and not quantitative. Mm-hmm. And you select really okay. I think based on my, you know. Or my ikigai, so my strength, the thing that I bring to my world, my product, and so on. I think that my ideal customer is that one. Okay, I pick up twenty people that I know that I know, or I know someone that can introduce me. So very simple networking, mm-hmm. right? And I ask a question for uh, half an hour, forty-five minutes, or even better, I um, arrange a meeting for them, and I gather them around the table and I ask them questions and, and they give me information, information, information. And I, and I guarantee uh, when you ask, you, you, you're launching your products uh, from 20 people, I'm, I'm pretty sure you will find already uh, customers. And, that, and again, that's, that's a, a, by the way, that's a mistake. I see uh, a lot of startups, they, they launch a new feature um, or new, new products. And uh, for example, they're asking you know, to, get, to have a beta tester, which, is, which totally mm-hmm. makes sense. Uh, but then they're giving two months time to test the the, 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 the products or three months even oh, worse. Okay. That that's terrible because um, again that's 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 all about being controlled, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you, first of all, you don't need that much time to test it, mm-hmm. right? You can test it if you really make the exercise. You can test it in one day or even one night. Yeah, and give some feedback. You know, and you need velocity. You cannot wait for two months. And, and, and what are you going to do during this two months, you know? Just waiting for something, that something happened. The more time you give to someone, uh, the less uh, efforts uh, he, will, he will do to, 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 uh, to, to pursue the, 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 the activity. Um, and, and also, the more he will procrastinate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Human is like this. No, but that's, <laughs> uh, that's definitely a good one. And I, I mean, for start, I mean, the number one thing that startups has and that you know a big corporate doesn't is speed so they need need to have that speed and, and yeah. you know keep it and i think they're important is to have to communicate the right expectations and then follow up on those expectations yeah. because i mean that's what you guys agreed on so i don't think anyone would have a problem with uh, with a follow-up about that <laughs> Exactly, exactly, and, and very, very, very clear about the expectation. I have a, there, uh, I mean, a, a startup that is uh, launching a new feature, okay, and, and, and really 
what I recommend him to, to do is to say, you know, um, um, make a batch of 15 days test. That's it. 15 days is way more than enough, you know. And during those 15 days, arrange a call with those mm -hmm. users, all right? If they say no directly, it means that they're mm -hmm. not interested. And they're not going to do the digging on the test. Yeah, right? then okay. you can iterate no. the process again with, with something else, with uh, other features, other people, and try to optimize it and get it better. Yeah. Because at the end, if, if something exactly. is not good, you wanted to know it as soon as possible. Exactly. And by the way, this is also true for uh, scale-ups uh, when um, you give access to a free trial. Okay. And I've experimented that at Odoo, but all com other, other companies as well. Um, you set up the expectation. You have a free trial. You deserve it. Okay. You need to deserve it. Right. Um, once you grant it the uh, free trial, you will say, for example, we're going to make one, two, or three calls during the free trial. And we're going to arrange that right from now. Okay. And you know why? Because I'm going to show you some great features that maybe you didn't have time to test and so on, you know. And again, and it's also about, you know, in the sales, um, the more time you spend on something, the more commitments you mm -hmm. make, right? Uh, the, the more likely you will purchase, right? That's, that's simply psychology, mm -hmm. right? And so you, 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 you set up the, 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 the framework and you don't give a trial like this, mm -hmm. right? Okay. Uh, and you say, okay, I'm really happy to, to make you a trial. It will require me some time to, to, uh, uh, to make a dedicated platform for you guys, which is true as well, by the way. Um, but on the other hand, uh, it's, it's uh, giving and then receiving, receiving, giving. Yes, it's, it's always like this in negotiation. On the other hand, I need you uh, to have one or two calls, right? And the purpose of the calls is this. I'm going to show you how to use this feature and so on and so on, right? And of course, I'm going to ask you some feedback and so on. And at the end, I'm pretty sure if you've done your due to uh, those two uh, calls, 90-90% of the chances that it's closed. Yeah, I like that one. That's a great tip. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show again. Thank you for all the knowledge that you have been sharing. Welcome. If people want to know Welcome. more about you or about SalesRise, where can they find you? So yeah, www.salesrise.eu. They can simply find me on LinkedIn as well. All right. Juan Schmitz uh, or email Juan at uh, salesrise.eu. But uh, LinkedIn or, or, or website is right. the easiest. LinkedIn or website it is. Now, I have a last question for you, Jean, and I know you know it because uh, I know you have listened to previous episodes of the podcast. But so, if uh, Jean yeah. was a brand, what would it stand for? <laughs> what would it stand for? Um, <laughs> Velocity. <laughs> All right. So you, yeah, but you, you said it earlier in the episode as well. You, you, you like the adrenaline, you like speed, you want it. And you get it after. Yeah, that's true. All right. I will take that answer. <laughs> well, thanks, John, for right. being on the show. Um, I wish you all the best for the future you. with yourself, with SalesRise. And uh, see you next time. Thank you. Have a good day. Cheers. Bye.